0: Welcome back to today's episode of Work-Life Harmonized. This is Dana Mahina, founder of the Work-Life Harmonized Movement and the new author of B is for Burnout, Not Bitch, available on Amazon.com right now, just in time for this new year. Please continue to join us, listen to this podcast, share it, rate it, like it, wherever you listen to your podcast shows, iTunes, Spotify, and more. Remember that when you listen to this show and take time out of your personal day on your personal journey, you will be listening to how we explore, highlight, and celebrate women and a few good men. As a ground shaker and recovering Silicon Valley executive, there has never been a better time to trade the bullshit and instead trade up and in the harmony. This is today's episode, and we're so grateful to you for taking out your precious time to spend this time with us. Thank you for listening and check me out on Instagram at Dana.Mahina and on the website at DanaMahina.com. And now on to today's show. So excited for today's show because we're going to tackle the big topic for 2024. So no matter when you're listening to this show, this show is timeless. Keep it in a time capsule or right next to wherever you listen to your podcasts. Why? Because my... Dear, dear, dear friend and associate, we never know what to call each other. Sonia is back on today's show. Welcome back. Thank you for
1: having me on again. It's good to be back.
0: Let's just say we're friends that help each other in business and life. How about that? <laughs> sure. That, I like that, that is a no. <laughs> which was an episode we recorded on how to say no and set boundaries. Sony and I have worked together for the last eight years. We're going to stop counting after nine. I decided let's just.
1: That's just fine. Let's together. not count all the way up to 10.
0: Yeah. We just work together and we're cool. We work like together. That.
1: That's why I tell people. I'm like, <laughs> We've worked together for eight years and it would be weird if we didn't get along and still work together for eight years.
0: And I love to make you super uncomfortable with how much I care about you because you're extended family for life regardless of work or not because why we are work-life harmonized here on this show that's right and we're sticking to it so today's topic is it's a big topic it has a lot to do with the inspiration for the latest book b is for burnout not bitch helping women and anyone really for that matter that would like to go from overdrive to thrive so The way to do it is to prioritize joy and then to super prioritize joy and then to hyper prioritize joy. I'm not sure my sequence is correct. So today's show, we're going to really unpack and uh, uncover the ways to do that, which start with this equation that we've discovered. We've been working with a lot of people over the last couple of months. Thank you for your support on the book, all of our dear listeners and partners and media people. We're glad you love the color and the hot Barbie pink. The real point is what we have learned is that the only way to increase joy, especially for overachieving and hyper-driven women is to reduce burnout. Why? Because it makes room for. Joy. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joy! Joy! So the theme of today is joy brought to you by WorkLife Harmonized. So, Sonia, we got to get into it. So in our newsletter and in some of the questions we're getting from people, they're asking about the easiest micro-stepping ways to reduce their burnout in order to increase their joy. They're not even sure where to start. So I want you to ask me some of your favorite questions that have come through and even some of the chapters in the book where we've highlighted these micro-steps. What comes to mind for you, having worked with me through all these years, and in particular, late in 2023 and early in 2024, where we're really starting to realize with the people we work with and the people that want to work with us, that they've got to reduce that burnout in order to increase their joy. So what comes to mind that you want us to talk about today?
1: I think the the hardest part, at least that I've experienced personally, and what I see a lot of people struggle with is yeah, you burn out, but ultimately it's not much incentive for whatever reason for you to change your habits and how you were doing before. You There's this little bit of this mindset of, oh, I'll just recover from burnout, and then I'll keep going. And I I know that the difficult part for me, and like I said, from what I've seen from our, our listeners and our readers is they don't really know or they don't really think about what they have to do to stop the cycle to not fall back into burnout and to make changes they're kind of more like okay well how do i recover from burnout and then how do i maintain what i do now without burning out like basically they want to to not it's hard to change and change is scary because it's it's easier to just do what you've been doing and deal with the fallout than to actually make the changes so I guess the, to simplify it into a question would be, how do you break the habit? How do you break the habit of running yourself into the ground?
0: That is exactly the question that we need to address on today's show, which is how to change a bad habit into a good habit. And so as much as we would like to talk about recovery, the way you've just killed yourself at the gym because you haven't gone in three years, and then you have this spurt of energy, and so you decide to hire a personal trainer, do all this stuff, and you're sore as shit for days and days. That second day sore is no joke, and day three ain't much better, especially as we age. So what we don't want to do is follow the pattern that most of us know, which is go hardcore, go all in rip off the band-aid so the healing can begin i might have said that on our early day shows because i still probably believed it back there four years ago that is not the way to reduce burnout in order to increase joy the way to do it and i can't say this enough is in a micro 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 way I have a client who happens to be a brilliant data scientist. You've all heard about her before, named Betsy. She's featured in the book, Chapter K for Kinder, because we're really working on bringing kindness into the world, especially during a time of AI. And she reminds me that nano is smaller than micro. So for today's show, we're going to talk about the nano steps, the the incremental, tiny little adjustments that we can make to start to reduce the burnout in order to prioritize the joy. Before we do that, I want to shout something out that I've been working on myself. I have to remind our amazing listeners that I go first. I'm the work in progress. Let me step in it first. Let me screw it up. And then I'll talk about it and help you in a way that's helping me. So for myself, What it's taken me almost all these 56 years to figure out is that I can see burnout coming before it comes. So a lot of women will write to us, even on LinkedIn, I'll get messages saying, I'm so past burnout already. It's not that it's too late to recover. It's just that you're so deep into it. It's like having a second day sore for two months, or I pray not, two years. So what we want to do is, whenever humanly possible, is stop it before it starts, which means you've got to recognize it. So, Sonia, I want you to think about when you're trying to change something, a habit, a belief, the way you work, the way you eat, the way you live your life, the way you garden, I don't know, whatever it is, the things you love to do, the things you like to do, and the things you just got to do because you got to do. I want you to actually imagine for yourself that you're going to make a change. So can you imagine yourself making that change? Whatever topic you like.
1: Okay. I'm imagining.
0: Okay. What is the first thing that you feel inside of yourself when I say you got to make a change?
1: Anxiety.
0: (laughs) Anxiety. How about resistance? Sure. Okay. One more word, anxiety, resistance, and fear. Fear. Okay, for me, it's skepticism. I don't buy this thing called change. It won't work. It won't last. What's the point? So anxiety, skepticism, and fear. So these are big deal feelings inside of ourselves. Who on the show that is listening, if you're driving and you can safely raise one hand, don't take both hands off the wheel. If you're listening with both hands free, Who here, raise one hand or two, feels anxiety, fear, and skepticism when the thought of change comes? Raise your hands. Sonia and I are raising our hands wildly. So we all feel that way. As human beings, we are resistant to change. Even the word change, we are not doing a full-on, unaided, top-of-mind awareness study in a control group with a double pane window. However, We know that people fear change. They don't like it. Most people, even if they say, I love change, I eat that crap for breakfast, uh, maybe, maybe not. Might be a mask you're wearing. So I want you to think about change today. And instead of having a feeling about change, I want you to just consider that change is change. Try to really just put it in a box off to the side. Don't like it. Don't loathe it. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Don't fear it. Don't embrace it. Just put it in a vanilla, boring wrapper and just say, okay, I see that the concept of change is on the horizon. Now I want you to do the same thing, all of our dear listeners and my dearest Sonia. I want you to consider the fact that we're going to take the most tiny step towards recognizing that the change is needed. So go back into your situation of what you're going to change. And when you're ready, tell us what it is that came to mind for you. What adjustment, little tiny adjustment do you want to make?
1: Well, for me, um, since I work from home and I do basically everything at home, like one of the things I challenge myself to do is to get out of the house.
0: It's I- so perfect.
1: I don't really, because um, I don't have a lot of, it's easier to just work from home and then go and then make food and sit and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So my challenge is that to go down to my, there's a little coffee shop right on the corner, two minutes away, uh, to go and work from there, maybe once a week.
0: All right, this is beautiful. So for those of you that work for yourselves, work from home, you haven't had the dreaded return to work mandate come your way five days a week back to the office. I don't know what these companies are doing. For you leaders listening to today's show, please see me privately because the return to work five days a week is not going to work long-term. You need a way bigger adjustment than nano or micro. Thank you. So back to your situation, we're going to talk about, you recognize that this is something needed. You haven't figured out the how and the type of burnout that people suffer from being trapped inside all the time. We just have to go back two, three years to the pandemic time and we all remember what it felt like. So while you're listening to today's show, take yourself in your time capsule and go back, go back two to three years and remember what it was like when there really wasn't much of a choice other than perhaps opening a window and breathing outside. Yeah. Or taking a small walk and right back in. And it was all with a mask, even the grocery store or the, you know, gas station. we were masked up. We were very confined. And we all wanted the day where we could walk to that coffee shop or drive to that coffee shop and go in without all of this confinement. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we know, I mean, we know now, given the pandemic that isolation is a huge cause for like burnout depression a feeling of loneliness like all that kind of stuff right you know there's the gen z is now dubbed the loneliest generation because they grew up uh, in the pandemic um so it's you know and you can definitely feel the effects over time and it's something i i know i have to work on
0: so Listeners, if you're having a similar situation, the coaching that we're going to go through today in order to reduce burnout, future burnout, and recurring burnout in order to increase joy is all the same. This is universal stuff that will work as long as you make the steps, these baby tiny steps to take the leap into change at a small, incremental, sustainable Pace. Yes, it's still a leap because you're going to change something. And again, as humans, we're pretty change avoidant. So we're going to help Sonia. We're going to help you. Again, it doesn't have to be that you're cooped up. It could be the opposite that you can't seem to get out of the office. So the reverse will work. It might be that your in-laws drive you back shit crazy and they come for dinner now every single week and they didn't during pandemic. And you just secretly wish you could go back to those days. And oh, by the way. You kind of can. You don't need a pandemic as an excuse to avoid burnout. So here's what we're going to do. So we're going to help Sonia with this nano step. So the nano step is before you take any change steps in order to increase your joy, Sonia, I want you to consider what is the available step to you that would allow you to feel good about making a plan. Not doing it, making a plan to get to the coffee shop once a week. What's the first thing available to you?
1: I'm not sure I understand.
0: Sure, so let's try this a different way. And this is really good that this is happening like this in real time. If you're working with an accountability partner, we always suggest that on this show. Even if you feel like you're able to do it for yourself, I might challenge you on that. It's better with two heads or better than one. However, if you are on your own and I understand that, or you're using my voice and my lessons to help yourself, I want you to always not, (laughs) I want you not to force yourself into a situation, I want you to take a step back. I want you to be really open and then try things a different way to see if they resonate. So we're gonna do it like this. What's the first thing that makes you feel joyful about being at the coffee shop? The coffee? (laughs) That's perfect. Talk about a nano step. So the coffee, I want you to picture the coffee the specific coffee, the coffee you love and the coffee you want. You got it? Yep. Tell us what that coffee is.
1: Can't remember the name, but it's called an Italian something, and it's got like vanilla and whipped cream and all this. It's basically a dessert and it's delicious and I love it. Affogato. Something
0: like that. Something it's not like it does that. Have ice
1: cream <laughs> in it. It does have ice cream in it, but that's the flavor profile, yes.
0: Beautiful. I could have it then, because if it's ice cream, I can't have it. And that brings me the opposite of joy. So You're in this burned out state. You're in this trap where you've got this routine every day, every day, every day. You go from the kitchen to the bedroom, to the office, to the living room, from the living room, to the office, to the kitchen, to the bed. Do I got it?
1: Yes. (laughs) Okay.
0: And weather dependent outside, inside. Okay. Right. So now you're picturing this beautiful cup of coffee. Can you smell it? Yes. Okay. Breathe in that smell. Listeners, you can do this safely while driving. Smell vanilla smell the coffee if you like that smell picture the steam these are tiny little glimpses of the increased nano joy you're about to receive and you haven't even made it out the house now (laughs) (laughs) now that i've convinced you potentially you'll let me know that it's worth going once a week how are you gonna do it what's the tiniest step you can take to make sure that once a week It happens.
1: I need somebody to either go with me or to ask me if I went.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And listeners, you can't see the show yet. We're talking about doing some filming of the show so you can see what goes on here. When people are really contemplating what options they have, they look up and down and side to side and all around. And Sonia had to dig really deep to figure out what's it really going to take. And in fact, getting an accountability partner or simply a friend, someone to go with you as incentive, a lot of people I help have the same exact challenge. They recognize they're burning out. They recognize burnout is on the horizon. They want to trade up for joy. And if they're really on their own, it's very difficult. And it doesn't always mean that someone's just sitting there available, that you can tap on that shoulder, like, let's go together. So is there a person that comes to mind that would go with you that's natural, it's available to you right now?
1: Uh, No, they're a bit too far. So I would it would be more somebody who would ask me if I went just to okay. hold me accountable.
0: Yeah. Great. And is there an exchange you can orchestrate with somebody that also would like you to hold them accountable for something? Is there someone you can partner up with?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. Yes. Virtual or live? Probably text. Yeah. Text so virtual is that virtual? Yep. yes okay so text okay cool so the nano step is the smell of the coffee the picture of the coffee the feeling of the coffee right you already feel what when you picture that happy that's a great feeling as opposed to anxiety skepticism and fear so happy cool now you're going to set up your plan What's the okay. first step that you're going to take to set up a plan that you're supported for joyful success? I
1: have to make the plan. One, figure out when it actually makes sense for me to go, which day of the week.
0: And so for people that are very scheduled, Wednesday, me five o'clock. <laughs> it's me. As, as she points to herself. <laughs> so you want to set up the one day a week in advance with enough flexibility that when life happens you don't say oh didn't make it that wednesday it becomes thursday or friday or saturday or whatever don't give up the day starting one day a week is a micro step it's bigger than nano it's not three to five to seven days a week which many of us say when we're ripping off that band-aid i will work out seven days a week i'll drink coffee Eight days. Oh, there are not eight days a week. So the one day a week is super realistic. We've talked about smart and smarter goals on this show ad nauseum. So yeah, you're going to set up your one day a week, get that one day, Sonia, whether it is the day you ideally like or not, set it up, set yourself up for success. Now, how are you going to get the texting partner revved up? What are you going to exchange?
1: um i know she has some some things that she wants to work on and things like that so i'll just let her know like hey like if you help me make sure i do this stuff i'll help keep you
0: accountable for whatever you're working on beautiful so the exchange which is really cool and the fact that it's over a text the effort isn't so great yeah so it is a little micro step itself
1: and with my generation like i'm not doing a phone call like it's, it's just not i don't i don't get on the phone except for like doctor's appointments. (laughs) And even that most of most of that I can do online.
0: So regardless of your age, when you're listening to this show, (laughs) there's always a way to set up accountability. And again, what's really great about this back and forth today is that it does not need to be something that makes you feel more fear, anxiety and skepticism. It needs to feel joyful in some way, happy, or at a minimum, go for your minimum, less awful. (laughs) So don't force fit yourself, okay? Please don't force fit yourself. Now, the final thing I want to say before we have to wrap today's show is, as you're experiencing the reduction of this burnout that you have or you know is coming, or you're just really months and months and maybe even years into living with that you give yourself that grace and space to break the cycle. We would love change a lot more as human beings if we would give ourselves grace and space to break these cycles because these are long ingrained grooves, neural grooves in our brain. And our bodies really get rigid and we sort of brace ourselves like putting brakes on when it comes to change, even though we know that delicious Italian coffee is so worth Whatever the effort is to get there to enjoy it, so Sonia, we really, really want to thank you for representing our listeners today.
1: Oh, well, it's my pleasure, and and yeah, I think it's it's important to remember. Um, I had um, I had well, I'm, I'm not embarrassed about it. I had my therapist tell me that you know you've been this way for 31 years. Don't expect to change in a week. Get, be patient. Don't be too hard on yourself. Give it time. And as I really like the way Dana says it, give yourself grace and space.
0: It's okay. And it will be okay. We need to deprioritize burnout and prioritize our own personal joy. And then watch what happens. You will feel so much better. You will make space for yourself and grace for others not only space and grace for yourself yes that's the goal (laughs) thank you thank you thank you and thank you you for having me of course we look forward to having you on again and keep those questions coming you know where to find me and today's show is a wrap that's it for today's show thanks for listening don't forget to find me on instagram at dana.mahina and on our website dana Mahina.com. As always, if you're looking for more ways to beat the burnout and integrate work into life, you can subscribe to this channel. Please rate and share this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and the like. Today's original score is from dear friend and sister to the show, Kauilani Lani Kahale Kai of the Hawaiian Islands. We thank her for her beautiful gift of music. And until next time, ohio.